Hello, friends. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast, where we uncover modalities, habits, and technologies that enable people, teams, and organizations to break the unhealthy trance of busyness and evolve into a calm, deliberate, and healthy way of accomplishing far more in less time. Greetings and salutations, my fellow evolving humans and friends. I can't wait to get into today's episode. It is an important one, and it's going to directly address this culture of always on, which is the way most people are working out there in the world. I know I am, and I tend to, but I am fighting it. I'm still in the journey, but I have found some things that have helped me in my life tremendously as well as those that we coach and uh, train here at Focus to Evolve. And really, going a little bit further in, it's more than just addressing the always-on culture uh, and the burnout and the exhaustion and the overwhelm that this causes. Uh, what we're going to talk a little bit more about today is uh, the courage to choose a more evolved way at going at your work. And it does take courage, and it is a choice, Really, if you just kind of sit back and think, I invite you to consider this. When you think about the way you approach your work and the intensity and the amount of time and, and resource that you allocate to your work, which is important stuff, we got to work, we got to make money. <laughs> Let me ask you, have you been sold a bill of goods in terms of you know this thing where we think we have to trade in personal priorities for work priorities? It's a question to really think about that. Most people think that, yeah, you go to work and you just crush it and then you kind of get on that hamster wheel and start sprinting. And it's hard to get off a sprinting hamster wheel. <laughs> it just feels like the momentum gets going and all of a sudden you've traded in your personal priorities for work priorities. And now you're missing your son's baseball game again or whatever the proverbial personal thing is because the work obligation or just the general workload and the feeling that I just got to keep doing a little bit more because I don't want tomorrow to be so dag on, you know, overwhelming again. So it's kind of like Groundhog Day for so many people. So if any of that's resonating with you, I think today's episode is going to help you along the path here. Some people don't relate to that personal priorities being traded in for work priorities. And what we could kind of say also, it's along the same lines, is that you can be healthy and productive, capital A-N-D, healthy and productive. It doesn't have to be healthy or productive. There's where we're going to get into some courageous choices that you will need to be making to start shifting this a little bit. I never uh, encourage people to make drastic choices, drastic changes. It's kind of the journey of a thousand miles is one step at a time, and it's about improvement. It's never about perfection. So, you know, if you're working a lot of hours, don't really like the number of hours you're working and it doesn't feel healthy. The family's starting to give you some feedback. The friends are starting to give you some feedback. Um, you know, these, these are some things that can help you out with that. I, again, I think in the past, you've probably heard me say this if you're a podcast listener or if you've been through our trainings, but one quote that I always go back to because I just think it's so foundational and fundamental is from Krishnamurti when he says that here in the West, especially in the working West, we are just very well adjusted to a sick society and it's no sign of health. It's just that we're well adjusted and everybody's doing it. And so we just keep doing it thinking it's okay, even though it's unhealthy. We talk a lot about 
some of the neurochemistry and the hormones, the body hormones and chemistry of being stressed and kind of being in that high yellow to red zone of, of workload and what that does to the human body, to the psyche, to your attitude, and in general, over long-term health, it's quite devastating. We don't need to get into all the research that's been done around stress and the effect on heart disease and cancer and all kinds of things that manifests from long-term stress load. But just believe me when I tell you, you're going to want to start engineering this out as soon as you can. I like what Stephen Covey talks about in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I think by now almost everyone on the planet's read. <laughs> but it, he's just got some fundamental truths in there. And the one chapter he talks about the fact that you have to take care of the goose that lays the golden eggs. Don't just keep kicking the goose and wanting it to give more and not giving it any rest. Don't feed it properly. Don't, you know, you don't give it proper water. You don't let it exercise and move properly. And then you expect it to lay these huge golden eggs all the time, every day. That's not how the universe works. And that's not how the human works either. So, you know, we, we want to be healthy and productive both. And the ironic thing is, and for some reason we just don't really innately do it, is that healthy people are far more productive in every single measure, whether you're looking at creativity, whether you're looking at engaged hours work, whether you're looking at profitability, whether you're looking at customer engagement, healthier, well-rested people that don't feel overwhelmed will just run circles around the employee or the person who is not healthy. I would love anyone to argue that fact, but you know, when you say it out loud, it is very obvious. And yet, we keep on ignoring the goose that's laying the golden egg, which is you, which is me. Let's kind of put the mirror up and say, hey, what do you need? <laughs> I'm here for you. Give yourself a big hug and say, yeah, we're going to keep working hard till we're bloody in the knuckles because we like our job or you know, we need to make money or whatever. Like, Work hard, but also take care of yourself hard too. You really have to slow it down and uh, give your body what it needs. Give it the nutrient that it needs, the, the uh, proverbial nutrient, whatever that is. Uh, everybody's different. It is one of these things where you got to know thyself, but it's so important. And so now let's talk a little bit about this courage thing. The word courage is going to come up recurrence in our little time together here today is because well, we are going to have to go against the grain of corporate culture, of work hustle culture. It's the American way. We're actually kind of proud of it, in fact. And there's nothing wrong with being proud of being a hustler, working hard, you know, caring a lot. That's amazing. Uh, we should also be equally proud of how well we take care of ourselves so that we can even be that much more of a hustler and a producer. Let's see, I think it was in April 2023, uh, the short form publication put out this really interesting data that said that 87% of employees report that they are highly productive. And the managers of those same people, 15% of those managers said, my employees are highly productive. So Houston, we've got a problem. <laughs> and, and this is felt by the employees. The employees then feel like, well, I got to just be on all the time and keep on emailing when I should be with my kid right now or with my significant other or with my mom or dad. What do you do to kind of crack this, this, this idea that, humans have to work 40-hour work weeks. Why isn't anyone questioning that? 
Why, why is it 40 hours? Or, or for those of you working 60 hours or even 70, every once in a while, I'll get in front of a real hustler who's just in an executive spot or a director level role. And they've literally just handed over their life to making money. And they know it feels yucky. They know where the love is going at home. And it's it's damaging things. Now, if if you love it, if the the spouse and the kids are on board with it and you've openly communicated with it, great, go for it if it lights you up. But the folks who are working 16, 70 hours, it's that's 9.9999 times out of 10, not the case. They have just kind of fallen into this trance and now they don't really know how to get out of it. They get out of it by courageously making different choices that will feel very yucky when you first start making them. It's a different way of being. And it kind of starts, you know, if it's a work thing and, and you're just kind of stuck in that long hours thing or working later at night and sneaking in the emails and pulling out the old phone and catching the what you can while you're in the restrooms and just kind of like uh, overdoing it. My first recommendation is have the courage to address this with your manager with full radical candor. You do that by just communicating it, you know, communicate with your manager often and equally honest. So talk all the time and speak honestly. Be very forthcoming with your concerns, with how we might be able to do this differently, with maybe even depending on your relationship and how this manager is, if they're a very conscious person, you can talk to them about how it's getting bumpy at home or how you are starting to experience some health problems. Show a little bit of vulnerability in personal ways to a manager, and not everyone can do that, I get it, but if you can have the courage to do it, and that manager categorically denies or just ignores that, well then, you might want to reconsider where you're working. <laughs> and that's the honest, that's my honest feedback. But most managers, when, when, when an employee says, I need help, and they mean it, that person's compassion comes out. That is human nature. That is straight neurochemistry. We are a tribal species. And the vulnerability that comes out makes oxytocin flood. That is the trust chemical. And instantly the relationship is bettered, but it takes so much courage to be the first to be vulnerable. Talk often and honestly about the task load you have, about the initiatives that are on your plate. Just say, hey, can we do it this way? Could I get some help from this person? A lot of different things, little inches here and there will make all the difference because you're not looking to offload 70% of your workload. You're just looking to gain that little 10% back to be able to get your balance back, take care of yourself a little bit better. Talk to the boss or the manager about your challenges. Be candid, be vulnerable. Lastly, and this is probably the most important one, ask the manager, say, do you have any concerns with me and the way I'm working and the way I'm handling the workload? And if they are a mature manager in any way, shape, or form, this opens the opportunity to have the conversation. Put your seatbelt on. It might be painful to hear their response, but this will allow you to address that thing where 87% of employees think they're very productive, but only 15% of managers think those same employees are productive. Let's really talk, not just year-end BS around, okay, what are the checks in the box? I'm talking about really talking about the daily getting it done and what's in your way and what do they see that is in your way. A lot of great things come of it right away. We'll be right back after this brief message. 
Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. Welcome back to the Focus to Evolve podcast. The other person that you have to have a ton of courage with is yourself. Let me explain. To kind of shift this and get out of this always-on hamster wheel, shallow sprint, frantic way of working, which so many people are involved in, you do have to have courage with yourself. I like to say a gram of biohacking and shortcuts can't touch the effects of an avalanche of poor lifestyle decisions. <laughs> That's just so true. Yeah, okay, go ahead and take another teaspoon of uh, apple cider vinegar with honey and pepper sprinkled on it to uh, help with the liver issue. Or maybe just kind of cut down on the alcohol. <laughs> it really is like that. It's kind of poking fun at it, but we all have that version of ourselves. I do too. Outsiders can always see it easier than our, ourselves. They say you can't read your own jar label. Someone outside of you has to read your jar label to you. A lot of truth in that. So when you look at yourself, if you're not keeping up, if the old brain just isn't quite ticking like it you want it to, I would say the very first thing you do is, how am I sleeping? Because so much magic happens during sleep in terms of regeneration, creativity, new concepts, new ideas, and then, of course, mental energy for the following day. How are you eating? You know, what's going in there? Is it a lot of high fructose corn syrup or sugar that's been separated from its natural fiber? Is it not balanced in terms of protein, you know, full chain amino acid protein, clean protein, and, and healthy fats like the omega fats? And are you moving? You know, your body needs to move. Your lymph system has to circulate blood and have uh, a push to do that. There's just so much chemistry that happens when a human is moving in a way that it should be. We are machines. If you just dock a boat at the dock and never take it out, that thing's going to rust. It's not going to work. The engine parts will stop working. So if you're sitting in front of your little neon temple all day long, that's a laptop, and parts of the night and you're not getting that movement consistently throughout the day and getting a little bit of exercising, well, then the blood flow isn't really happening. Lymph isn't really moving through the body and all the, the chemistry that happens as a result of exercise is not happening in your life. And that's a low-hanging fruit. Just get up and do 15 air squats from time to time throughout the day. Do five push-ups in your office. Hey, people are going to look at you like you're a wacko? Maybe. But that's not an intelligent decision to ignore your health because society says not to. It's just not. I'm here to you know give you that slap and hug. Um, start ignoring what the sick society is telling us to do 
and begin doing what a healthy version of you would do. And you already know what it is. It's basic stuff. Great sleep, eat well, move a bit, drink a ton of clean water, get rid of the old uh, soda cans, so to speak. There we go. That's a big one. Be uh, courageous with yourself in making those decisions. Choose well. And that does take courage. You're going against society. You're going against habits of eating. You're going against a grocery store that lines high fructose corn syrup Twinkies on every path. Like our, our grocery stores are not on our side here. And so, yes, it takes tremendous courage. Also, with yourself, manage your altered state chemicals. Most people that I know are either drinking coffee or uh, you know, having alcohol throughout the day, and we could get into all kinds of things about that. I've done some deep dives on the impact of that stuff. And I'm a coffee drinker. I am an alcohol drinker, but I have a very different relationship with it than I used to. A, because I'm aging, I'm, you know, I'm getting I'm nearing 50 here. I'm 47 now. And uh, my body handles those things differently. Recognize how your body handles chemicals, these state altering chemicals as the seasons of your life go. You are no longer the 20 year old college student who can just chug two pots of coffee and not feel any adrenal fatigue. If you're in your 30s and 40s, you're, you have some subclinical adrenal fatigue going and cortisol levels are too high unless you have that one unique, there is an enzyme that some people are born with and it thrives in their gut biome that metabolizes um, caffeine very well, but it's not very many humans. It's something like 12% of all humans have this enzyme. The rest of us are just kind of taking the next cup of coffee to bury the impact of too much coffee. <laughs> so it's a dangerous downward cycle and your long-term health is going to uh, suffer from that. I personally drink coffee a couple times a week. That's what works for me. I keep it to one cup when I do drink it. Uh, some of you might need two cups, whatever, but just know yourself, feel yourself out. If you sense that you're starting to take coffee to cover the tiredness or the crash from the last fix of coffee, well then do it differently. It's the same with alcohol too. I don't know if anyone listens to the Andrew Huberman podcast. He did a two hour and 22 minute podcast on alcohol. It's a long format thing. And if anyone knows Andrew Huberman, he does all the meta level studies and translates it into human language <laughs> so that we can all understand it and apply it in our lives. If you want to see exactly what alcohol is doing to you at a molecular and cellular level, you're going to be shocked and you'll probably change your relationship to alcohol. That old uh, French wine paradox that one glass of red wine will make you superpower or whatever it said. I think it said it was healthy for your heart or something. Well, there are some things in wine and in coffee that are healthy when you take it in respectful amounts for your body. So don't take any guidelines of this amount or that amount. Just experiment with it, minimize it as best you can, be healthy with it, just like everything. You know, Go for that 80-20 rule where you're, you're doing it 80% of the time the way your highest self would, and then 20% of the time, ah, you know, my in-laws are in town and they drink a lot of coffee and I want to spend time with them, so I'm overriding my little rule here. So, you know, 70-30, 80-20, whatever. At least make the momentum of your lifestyle choices start to take over uh, for some of these you know, fatigue issues you might have and, and the, the, the feeling that you always have to be on to keep up. Because when you take care of your body, 
uh, all of a sudden you're getting a lot more done. It feels way better. It feels more joyous. It feels good while you're working and, and you're getting it done. You know, you're even getting more done in less time. And this is how to kind of get away from that always on hamster wheel. A state altering thing that I've recently found is a, it's a little biotonic called feel free and it's kava, uh, it's kava root and kratom and they mix this thing together and it's in a little jar. I started sipping on that like once or twice a week to help me enter like a, a highly productive flow state that is also relaxed and very heartwarming. It is a unique situation. It's perfectly legal. You can buy it on Amazon or wherever you want. I even became an affiliate of theirs after using it for roughly a year. And if you're curious about that as an alternative to alcohol or caffeine, then you can go to our website, focus2evolve.com, and then click the tab that says books and resources, and you'll see a little link to feel free along with an affiliate code, I think to get you like 30 or 40% off if you ever want to try it. So that's something that kind of helped me. And again, it's just like anything, don't overdo it. Find your sweet spot and do not do more and do it respectfully so your body can recover. So why are we talking about all this? Why are we talking about being courageous with your manager and communications and courage with yourself to make harder but better decisions? It kind of goes to this, you know, this idea that you want to be healthy and productive. Who would ever say that healthy people aren't more effective? So there was one study done where I saw that healthy and well-rested employees are noted to accomplish 20 to 60% more per day. That's that's a lot. I mean, 60% or let's just say 50% more, somewhere in the middle. Uh, that's one and a half people working in those same number of hours when it's really just that one person. So it's it means a ton. I saw another study that said burnout and overwhelm causes a 60% reduction in emotional control of a human. Imagine being 60% more triggerable. I love that word, I just made it up. I hope you like it, more triggerable. And, and what's irritability do to a company culture? You know, when, you, when you're grouchy, when people are about to pop all over the place and they're just, they don't have the attitude of wanting to help and serve their, their teammates and their customers, that's what tired people do, man. They, they, they get irritable. No one would argue that that doesn't have an effect on culture and, of course, on the bottom line. The last one I thought was, was an interesting one was from the Harvard Business Review. They reported that burnout and overwhelm employees are 63% more likely, statistically, to take sick days. So if you're an employee, well, enjoy your extra sick days. If you're a manager or an owner of a company and you just heard that, I would be really concerned if your employees are feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. This is exactly what we address at Focus to Evolve when, it, when we do our trainings. And then the other part of that research from Harvard Business Review also said that employees that reported feeling burnout and overwhelm are 260 percent more likely to be actively looking for another job. 2.6 times more likely to be looking for another job. So if you're an employee, good luck in your search. Uh, if you are an owner of a company or a manager or a team supervisor, you know the cost 
of an employee leaving, especially if they're a good one. I've gotten to work with and sit with a lot of consultants in this space, and they say that the cost, the overall fully realized cost of an employee leaving is between, it depends which studies you look at and how much detail you get into, but that cost is between two times that person's salary and 18 times that person's salary, depending on how things go with their replacement. (laughs) So uh, that's a big deal. Folks, you don't want to be overwhelmed. You don't want to be overworked. You do not want to be always on. You want to choose a different life. You want to have the courage to choose a different life. That's what I've dedicated my life to, to help people, teams, organizations, to stop this always on and accomplish more with well-being. And it is something that can be done. So I just want to put that vote out there, put the good vibes out there. Give us a call or reach out to us if you, your team, or your organization wants some help in this way. The answers are out there. You have to be shown them just like we all were here at Focus to Evolve, and we want to share with the rest of the world. All right, everyone, you take care of yourselves. Great hanging out with you today, and we'll see you on the next transmission. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to our producing director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Jason Hinkle, thanking you for tuning in today and inviting you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you think this may help others in your personal or professional network, please share today's episode. Until next time, I wish you a calm, deliberate, and authentic week ahead. Hi, my name is Sara, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.